And, you know, again, whether you're selling physical goods or tickets or you want to build a crowdfunding solution with Woo, you can do all these things, right? So um, anyway, so that's, we actually have like the principles here in the way that we build our um, commercial, like commerce and financial uh, products, like payments. WooCommerce is at the center of all that because we, yeah, we, you know, again, wanted to food and create those different avenues for people to use Woo and, you know, however it can kind of support their business. And increasingly, commerce is feathered into almost everything that people do. So, you know, we think that that's the future of commerce and that's where we're heading with Woo as well. Hey, Bob WP here and welcome to Do the Woo, the WooCommerce Builder Podcast, episode 168. This show is brought to you by OSTraining.com for the latest and greatest in WordPress and WooCommerce training. And also Nexus Managed Hosting with their upcoming big 75% off sale. So let's join co-hosts Ron Jizzle and Zach Stepik as they take us on another behind-the-scenes look at WooCommerce.com. And here together with Zach Stepak, who's my co-host today, we have also Paul Majorana, who is the CEO of WooCommerce. How are you both? Doing great. I'm doing good. Happy to be here. Yeah. Great. Paul, this is this is really all about you uh, in this episode. So <laughs> I'm going to try to understand your your journey, your thinking, and also your leadership within within WooCommerce. So so bear with me as we sort of dive a little bit deeper and and see what we can learn from that. And I think it's in particular it's, it's useful for those who may be new to WooCommerce or maybe those who've been developing with WooCommerce but not really understanding what the, the company that uh, keeps it keeps it going and developing and making a future proof is uh, is all about. So, if I can start from from the point you started as um, CEO of WooCommerce, and then if you if you transport your your memory back to that moment and you you stepped into that that first time into your chair as your new role, what was going through your mind? It's a great question. So I had been on the Woo team for a few years at that point. Uh, I've been with Automatic for actually it'll be 11 years next month, which is I keep saying 10 years. This year has gone incredibly fast. It's crazy to be here sort of talking year end stuff already. I can't believe we're, you know, it's November. In any case, so I've been with Automatic for about 11 years. I initially came in um, working on our VIP team. Automatic was about 70 people at the time. And um, uh, we were I think the IP was eight or something, <laughs> really tiny. So, you know, like a classic startup, wore a lot of hats, but it was mostly working on sales and partnerships. Um, and about five years ago, I came over to the, to the Woo team to lead partnerships, uh, which was, I think, a two-person or three-person team at the time, still pretty lean. Uh, and then, yeah, about a couple of years ago, I, uh, it was around May, is that 2019? I stepped into this role and it's been really exciting. So, you know, I've had in my time leading VIP had some experience leading a business here at Automatic and, you know, excited to be stepping back into that role. And, um, you know, I think particularly with WooCommerce, we were really just at the cusp of, um, I think, you know, well, actually it was literally that month we, there was a, um, we've just been seeing tremendous opportunity and growth, um, over the last couple of years, certainly since, you know, COVID, the, and the, closure of so many physical storefronts and a lot of consumer dollars shifting online, a lot of spending shifting online, had the wind at our backs. But really, Woo has just been on an incredible tear uh, and growing, you know, tremendously well over the last couple of years. So just, you know, what was on my mind was a lot of excitement to just, you know, help better capture this opportunity and and help improve the lives of everybody who's out there using WooCommerce and everybody who's not yet using WooCommerce. Yeah, I, I think that uh, it's been really fun watching the the growth of WooCommerce. 
uh, over the last couple of years and just seeing an increased focus on things like customer success and really trying to help some of the uh, some of the stores that are just starting out and some of the larger stores that um, we may not even know are using WooCommerce until they reach out, which is really an amazing part of this platform is that, you know, there are stores out there that we don't know about until they become known. And that's amazing. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about how that focus on growing the community and helping store owners has has grown over the last couple of years? Uh, you know, I, I make the joke here often, and we've been doing a lot of hiring and recruiting that in many ways, we're kind of catching up to our customers. You know, Woo has just had this tremendous product market fit from almost the very beginning, right? I mean, certainly well before my time, but you know, Woo celebrated its t- 10th anniversary this year. And again, it was just like, it hit like, you know, immediately, right? And it just uh, very clearly filled a need and did it very well in the WordPress world. Um, and, you know, where we sit today is, again, we're we're still very much trying to catch up to the community and all the amazing things that they're doing with WooCommerce and providing, you know, anything from great, you know, APIs and platform, you know, a great um, compelling platform for developers to build on to, yeah, you know, some of that kind of relationship type stuff, like having a customer success team who can work with our larger accounts to help them just navigate the platform and ensure that they're following best practices and, you know, staying on top of all of the great things that, that we have coming. And obviously also a really great opportunity for us to learn from that um, customer base as well. We don't, uh, I think, particularly for stores that are a bit more established and you know, they tend to be working with a larger agency or even have developers on staff. We don't tend to get, you know, just through support or, you know, a lot of the kind of ways that we get product feedback today, those folks don't always tend to come into those channels, right? So we have to be more proactive to go out and seek those insights and get a better idea of just how we can help improve the platform, not just for everybody. I mean, certainly for everybody, that's, you know, we we really um, think a lot about the different constituencies that use WooCommerce, um, whether it's a, you know, DIY merchant or an agency or a small business owner or a mid-market company, right? And I think in the WordPress world, we don't talk enough about the different, um, uh, uh, customer segments and what they need from our of our platforms or businesses or whatever. Um, anyway, so those kind of larger stores, uh, again, this is through customer success, just a great opportunity for us to learn, you know, really distinctly what they need from an e-commerce platform that say, you know, a sole proprietor or a small business with a, you know, doing a million dollars a year in sales or less and only a handful of employees. They just have very different needs from the platform. It's a huge responsibility because if you if you go back to when you started, I mean, maybe very black and white, but WooCommerce then was a was a plugin. You know, it was a plugin that went through a series of updates, added new features, and developers just ran with it. And then now, you know, a few years down the line, you've, you've you know, WooCommerce is now an ecosystem, and now it starts to become much more. It becomes a you know a, a platform, but also a tool, and and you know the the business that's sort of run through WooCommerce. And yet, you know, the team is so small. Do you sort of live that uh, consciously that you actually carry quite a lot of responsibility for, you know, millions of livelihoods that depend on on that essentially just that one plugin? 100%. Yeah, I mean, that's what sort of fuels us every day, right? Is how can we enable the uh, what people love about WooCommerce, the ownership and flexibility and the ability to sell anything to anyone, anywhere, 
but also to offer them the peace of mind that you would get in a completely centralized kind of SaaS environment, right? And um, I think there's always room for improvement there. We had, you know, a security issue this year that, um, uh, you know, of course, we take security very seriously and are redoubling our efforts on a lot of that work. Scalability also and performance also a really uh, top priority for us as we come into 2022. Again, sort of always has been, but as we, again, grow the team and are able to better invest in some of these areas, that is, um, that's what we, we very much want to be doing, right? We want our customers to have confidence in the platform that they're using to build their livelihoods on top of. And we, again, we take that very seriously. Yeah. How closely do you work together with uh, Automatic? Because I, I know you touched a bit on the security and, and you know, other, other services. And I know you come from the uh, VIP background. Um, I mean, WooCommerce is, is its own independent unit with its own, you know, support uh, employees uh, team. Um, but how, how closely do you collaborate with other automaticians and departments? Yeah, very closely. Automatic, um, uh, you know, folks may have heard Matt talk about this kind of model of Berkshire Hathaway for the internet. And, um, you know, that's sort of a transition we've been making over the last few years or so and now operate much more independently. You know, Woob sort of sets its strategy and somewhat independently of, you know, say WordPress VIP or WordPress.com or Jetpack or Tumblr or some of, you know, the other business units that um, Automatic operates. But there's also a lot of collaboration, right, where um, we work very closely together with WordPress.com and VIP to ensure like a great hosting experience for people using WooCommerce, more, you know, kind of small businesses and then all the way up to high uh, and enterprises, right? And actually, I actually think VIP is some of the best things uh, or the services and uh, level of support that VIP provides is like the best thing for large stores as we talk about peace of mind, right? It's one of the best things we can do to help retain large WooCommerce stores on the platform because uh, I've made this joke for now 11 years almost, <laughs> but WordPress, you know, I always reference the Spider-Man quote, right? With great power comes great responsibility. And I think many folks are running WooCommerce or WordPress sites at scale and doing a great job of it on their own. But many others have a challenge sort of, you know, just adhering to best practices or even understanding what those best practices are in the first place. And, and through our VIP offering, we're able to help kind of provide some of those guardrails, right? So again, you can have that flexibility that people love about WordPress and commerce, but to balance that with that peace of mind, knowing that, you know, if you're going to send an email blast and 10 million people show up on your homepage for, you know, a 50% off or something like that, um, that your site will stand up and be able to, <laughs> to respond to that, right? So uh, anyway, so lots of collaboration there. Certainly, you know, we have a, a like just incredible top-notch security uh, team here at Automatic as well that we work very closely with and, you know, many other parts of the company. Well, and I would say um, one of the things that, that really comes out of that, I think, is in being able to have other teams at Automatic put these things into practice, it pushes the platform forward, right? Because as we're able to see things like uh, full site editing coming around the corner for WordPress itself, and as we are able to take some of the lessons learned from that and apply them to WooCommerce as a whole. We, uh, we're going to be able to utilize the lessons learned in just the FSC experience in general for making that experience great for store owners earlier. Yes. And so it's just, it's phenomenal to see the way that the ecosystem works together and the two projects really feed each other and make each other better. 
Yeah. And I think that happens, you know, quite a bit internally here as well, right? And automatic operates as somewhat of like, like sort of private open source ecosystem, right? <laughs> Once you're sort of in automatic, you have access to, you know, everything, right? Information, data, repositories, code, whatever it is, right? And, um, you know, many of the things that we're sort of building here with Woo are very complementary to what other parts of the business across automatic um, uh, are up to as well. Like one example, and this is, I think, so it's an extreme example because it's kind of crazy, but we made it work, which is uh, Tumblr launched this post plus feature uh, earlier this year, which was kind of a premium content uh, model, right? WooCommerce, Tumblr is not powered by WordPress, but WooCommerce actually powers that feature, right? And we were able to build it in a way that um, leverages WooCommerce. And, you know, it's not just because we like architecting things in crazy, hard-to-build ways, but it is because we are that adamant about WooCommerce, um, uh, sort of dogfooding WooCommerce and improving it and ensuring that it can really support any kind of commerce, no matter how you envision it, right? So whether it's, again, this kind of kernel that's supporting a completely front-end, a different front-end in like a headless fashion, or, you know, the sort of classic WordPress WooCommerce monolith type of approach. Um, and, you know, again, whether you're selling physical goods or tickets, or you want to build a crowdfunding solution with Woo, you can do all these things, right? So um, anyway, so that's, we actually have like some principles here in the way that we build our um, commercial, like commerce and financial uh, products, like payments. WooCommerce is at the center of all of that because we, yeah, we, you know, again, want to dog food and create those different avenues for people to use Woo and you know, however it can kind of support their business. And increasingly commerce is feathered into almost everything that people do. So, you know, we think that that's the future of commerce and that's where we're heading with Woo as well. Are you, would you see yourself as an industry leader, just what you've said earlier about, you know, where you think uh, e-commerce is heading and, or are you closely monitoring what other commerce platforms are doing or just a sort of the trend and how much of that influences your outlook and your sort of your long-term strategy and i mean maybe added to that as a follow-up is how important is the community to to drive uh what, what you're focusing on yeah i mean uh, commerce is probably the most competitive space in like business at the moment you know or at least e-commerce right it's just the it's not even just the kind of website builder category right if you put woocommerce alongside wix and squarespace and shopify and e-commerce and, you know, I guess Magento to some degree, although sort of, you know, going much further high-end enterprise uh, after the Adobe acquisition. So we're always, you know, certainly keeping an eye on what our competitors are up to, the state of like, you know, kind of the, what makes for table stakes features in, in really in any business. But I think particularly, again, just the state of commerce today, is there's like a lot of just rapid innovation happening, right? So we're always keeping our eyes peeled and ensuring that we're um, being competitive, but we also have our own perspective on what exactly like the WordPress and WooCommerce communities need. And, um, you know, I think in particular where, you know, if you look at like Shopify is maybe the best uh, or most classic example or most direct competitor, I guess. Um, Well, so I would say one to answer your question directly, like I do think of like Woo is at least by install numbers, very much a leader in in e-commerce, right? It's the most popular e-commerce platform on the web. But we all, you know, are certainly like catching up in some areas as well. And I think where one area where Woo has had a lot of strength is um, catering to developers and building really great, a great platform for developers to take to market, um, where Shopify has had, you know, out of the gate, a really great turnkey like merchant experience, right? For those DIY merchants who have like, cool idea and they want to get it up in 15 minutes or less or something like Shopify is a really great platform for that. 
And the work that they now need to do and have been doing to their credit is to make the platform much more developer friendly, right? And so Woo has kind of had to do the opposite walk where we've had a really great developer experience. And there's, again, always room for improvement. I'm not saying that that's, uh, uh, that we're done there. In fact, a lot of attention going there as we come into 2022. Um, but where we've, you know, have not been as competitive as in the merchant experience. And it's not just like the design of WooCommerce, right? But par- partially WooCommerce admin has been a response to that, but also just like m- making it more intuitive. Uh, and that means, you know, having things like email marketing built in. And that's why we acquired MailPoet last year, right? We think that is a, that's endemic to running a store in the year of 2021, you know, is, um, is being able to build direct customer relationships and, um, you know, our integrations with Facebook and Google and TikTok now and, you know, and uh, all that work, right? Pinterest. We Anyway, so, you know, I'm just sort of rattling off features at this point, but you get the point that it's, you know, we've had to, to kind of close the gap on the merchant experience side as well. So, you know, I think we're all, there's trade-offs that everyone, every company makes. And, um, you know, we've had to trade off a little bit of attention on the developer side of things over the last year or two to catch up a little bit more on the merchant side. But, Again, as we grow, we're now 350 people uh, working on Woo day in, day out, actually a bit more. And so I'd look at, you know, across Automatic and, and other folks that are contributing to uh, WooCommerce projects um, and growing, you know, again, <laughs> tremendously into next year. And uh, and as we grow the team, we're able to, you know, have fewer and fewer of those trade-offs and, um, and you know, uh, embrace both the merchant experience and the developer experience. Yeah, I think it's been really fun kind of watching all of that happen. Um, and the acquisition of MailPoet and some of the other things that have been happening are really moving towards something I've been talking about for you know half a decade now, which is um, moving some of these things outside of what WordPress is trying to do and using hosted services in a strategic way to uh, make things more efficient. And I think it's really cool to see WooCommerce actually uh, supporting that vision and, and moving toward that vision even internally um, to make sure that WooCommerce is doing what WooCommerce does well and that other services are doing what they do well. Um, so, you know, things like MailPoet and the ability to handle transactional email and marketing email uh, in an offloaded way are huge for the scalability of the platform. It's not just making the code scalable. It's making the way we use it scalable. And I think it's great to see that. And it's also, um, yeah, I mean, you know, you should not be, if you're a store of any size, but it particularly, you know, I think once you start to hit some scale, you should not be sending emails directly from like your, you know, $5 a month web server, right? Or just even from like a deliver, even if you can handle the scale and size of your list, but from a deliverability standpoint, like those are things that this company can help you with, right? And you want to reach your customers um, or payments, you know, sort of probably the most canonical example of something you really don't want to do yourself. <laughs> and it's very, you know, best to outsource to the experts. And, you know, actually we've spent a lot of time working on payments this year and WooCommerce payments in particular. And that's where like I'm, I, I'm most excited about some of the work that we've been doing because, you know, as an open source company, and this is always a little awkward to talk about because I think people are not super, um, in the, at least in the WordPress community, don't often like to talk about automatic making money, which is, um, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. But I think there is a, what WooCommerce payments represents to me is an opportunity to better align ourselves with stores such that, you know, we can sort of win together, right? And that's a big differentiator in a world where, you know, it costs hundreds of dollars a year to get up and running with a 
you know, basic Shopify plan or Wix or Squarespace with Woo, you know, again, you need a web host and you can pay, you know, for that fairly inexpensively. But, you know, if you look at things like we've done recently, including subscription billing functionality or multi-currency functionality into WooCommerce payments, you know, as a store, you're going to pay your 2.9% and 30 cents, at least in, in the US, right? Those are kind of the standard payments, uh, transaction fees, you're going to pay that to anybody, right? But if we can include, you know, instead of you having to pay $199 a year for WooCommerce subscriptions or $79 a year for our multi-currency extension to include those features right in WooCommerce payments. Now, you know, you're able to, obviously you need payments on your site. If you're a store, like you have to, you have to sell something at the end of the day, right? So you're going to pay that 2.9% and 30 cents to somebody, but now you're getting some of that additional functionality that, you know, if you're a really small business, a sole proprietor, and you don't have that $200 to pay for WooCommerce subscriptions, you know, you can now get into market and launch your store. And again, now we win together. And as your store grows, like we're in a position now where we can continue to invest back in to this platform, right? Um, anyway, so again, like I think payments also represents just a huge opportunity uh, in terms of like improving the consumer experience for our shoppers and improving conversion rates and all of that. But you know, I think what is especially interesting is the um, business model that it represents and kind of what it enables us to do. And, you know, I think we've heard some of this feedback in the past about nickel and diming on extensions. And it can be, I think we're still very much, you know, the WooCommerce community is is very competitive on price with our proprietary competitors, ultimately, but it is still, you know, again, for a very small business that's getting up and running, it could still be, you know, if you're spending $1,000 on extensions or $500, it could still be um, that adds up very quickly. So what WooCommerce payments and some additional services that we're launching represent are, again, kind of an opportunity for us to align ourselves with the merchant. Will you increase these type of uh, services? Uh, yesterday, interestingly, we had a conversation about scale and how WooCommerce has always, you know, served the, the small, medium enterprise. But now, you know, going on the towards the very large uh, enterprises that look at maybe a $49 extension think, is that really going to be good enough for me? But, you know, the, the example of, of SaaS and, and payments where you sort of uh, pay depending on, on scale. And it's, it's probably common, you know, you mentioned yourself posting, uh, email marketing. Will we see more of that within the WooCommerce marketplace? Yeah, I think so. Um, we It's definitely a, a topic of like... Uh, constant conversation here is, you know, what are those sort of sticky issues that people have on their stores that we can help with? And that, again, kind of align us so that as stores grow, we're able to win together and continue to invest back in this business, right? And Automatic and WooCommerce are, we're very mission-driven businesses. And, you know, to me, like, I care a lot about helping, you know, our mission is to democratize commerce. And what we mean by that in particular is, you know, helping to preserve a free and open internet. And, you know, we set very aggressive business goals here because any essentially any store that launches on the internet that is not on WooCommerce and you know smaller some smaller open source platforms um, is an erosion of that mission. They're going to proprietary platforms, and that is you know sort of largely who have been winning over the last few years. So you know we that is sort of what fuels our ambitions, right? Is and and entering some of these sort of, you know, opportunities to kind of expand and, and um, introduce new businesses alongside payments and shipping and email marketing. Uh, it's all in that vein of, you know, help, uh, how can we help stores, right? Payments is hard to do. Shipping is, you know, we're in a position to offer discounts and um, a much better experience to our shipping solution. Email marketing, really hard to do if you're trying to do it on your own, right? So it's, you'll see us expand it to similar kind of categories where we can help people, um, still, you know, run kind of a distributed in a distributed fashion or decentralized fashion, 
but to effectively outsource some of those harder parts of the store operation to us. Yeah, there's a lot of speculation speculation around um, Woo.com. Is that something that's on the horizon? Yeah, I, I'll be honest. Uh, <laughs> there's not a whole lot to speculate there. You know, the uh, we're very happy to have it. It's not a um, no, no immediate plans or anything to announce, really. Okay. Hey, Bob WP here, and I'd like to take a moment to thank two of our pod friends for their support of Do The Woo. When you build a client site, after the fact, you are doing one or two things. Continuing to help them maintain their site or simply handing it over. Now, whatever the case may be, you need to give your clients even more confidence in running their Woo shop. OS Training has a great collection of WooCommerce tutorials that will help your clients get the most out of their site. And as a bonus for you, the builder, you can also find training to enhance your knowledge as they continue to grow their WordPress and WooCommerce developer training. So whether it's for yourself or to help your clients understand and take control of their WooShop, OS Training has you covered at OSTraining.com. If you have a client looking for hosting, Nexus is offering big savings with their managed WordPress, WooCommerce, and Store Builder plans. We are talking about 75% off. Trust me, I run Do The Woo on their managed hosting and this is one heck of a deal. The sale runs Tuesday, November 23rd through Tuesday the 30th. If your client or yourself are a new or existing customer of Nexus, you can get this savings on a new plan. Just visit nexus.net to take advantage of this big sale. And now let's head back to the show. Just going back sort of on your, um, you know, your role yourself and how you keep in touch with the 250 plus uh, employees. Was it 350? 350, yeah. Um, And growing. 350. It's becoming more and more difficult, of course, to to, um, manage a team like that. So how how is your sort of day-to-day role in making sure that all projects are being moved forward but not you know i think the bigger challenge is that these teams uh connect with each other and um you know hit the the targets that you set out probably this time of year for next year yeah yeah we actually are just sort of wrapping up our annual planning process which is always more time consuming than i expect it to be (laughs) but it is time well spent we actually, it's an interesting maybe um, uh, sort of lens through which to look at how we operate here. But we tried uh, for an in, our annual planning process, we've adopted, I don't, I, this was not, it didn't come from us. It's called the W framework because we, we like W's here for one, but it is, um, I think it came out of Airbnb or, or you know, there's a blog post about it if you Googled it. Um, so we have a slightly adapted version of that. But the idea is to bring together kind of the W, it follows sort of um, the planning process. So, so it, and it bridges tops down and, and kind of bottoms up planning, right? So the idea being that typically sort of a leadership team often have a lot of context on sort of higher level strategy and where we need to go. At, and that's certainly me. I have you know plenty of thoughts about where we need to go into the future, but uh, certainly the team as well have like a tremendous amount of, of context on what we need to be doing to build and grow this platform and obviously meet our customer needs. So anyway, so we run this process that really attempts to bring kind of both together. And that's a lot of how we just operate, you know, outside of our annual planning process as well is um, we give uh, just the culture here at Automatic because teams have a lot of autonomy. We tend to engage at that kind of OKR level, like what are you trying to accomplish and what are the results that we should expect to see? And then 
you know, you figure out how to get there, uh, essentially, right? And obviously, I'm very invested in all this. And I want to make sure that the plans that we're putting in place are all well coordinated. And a big part of that is we've been building uh, um, sort of our leadership team over the, uh, the last year, really intentionally. And, uh, you know, in just a hyper growth kind of environment is the way we've been scaling up. Um, some of that kind of connective tissue and, uh, you know, is really important, right? So bringing in new roles around product operations and again, s- establishing some like new, new leaders and, and new teams that didn't even exist. We've never had a sales organization here at Woo before, right? So we're, you know, still early. And uh, like I said, you know, kind of the top of the, the conversation, catching up to our customers still in many ways. So we're still building out some of those kind of key functions of the business, um, but yeah, it's a lot of, you know, I, I try to kind of vacillate between what is that sort of few forward looking, where do we need to be in six months, 12 months, 18 months, um, while also saying like, you know, where are we today? And how do we, how do we, you know, get from point A to point B? Yeah. So if, if somebody starts new in, you know, at WooCommerce um, and they have all the ambition, how, you know, what's sort of their future? Are they, are doors open to wherever you are, you want to go and move towards uh, and maybe move departments or is it, is it very, you know, a clear career path? Maybe, maybe just sort of describe the, the newcomers, how, how they sort of, you know, start and, and become part of this, this Woo family. Well, the automatic culture is, is, you know, I think no surprise to probably people listening very much uh, informed by open source communities. And, you know, so I think for, um, we we often describe like career development here at Automatic as a little bit of a choose your own adventure. And and what I mean by that is, you know, certainly we all have our day jobs and our, daily, you know, kind of our, our responsibilities that, you know, uh, come with the role. Um, but it's also an, a, a company where we just have a lot going on. And I think by virtue of the fact that we're distributed and everything is written down here, it's really easy to see what some of those other things are that that's going on as well, right? So if there's something that kind of piques your interest in like public policy, like that for me, I love following along with our legal team and sort of what we're up to and, and you know, um, uh, in helping sort of set policy for the internet, right? And, and like some of the um, letters we've sent to Congress and, you know, some of that kind of stuff is like just, intellectually just sort of interesting to me. So I like to follow along with that. But, you know, if you're an engineer and you're really interested in security, we have all, you know, a lot of our work on security is sort of amassed on one blog, one P2 that we use. And you can sort of learn through osmosis there almost. I think I've probably got a, a little far afield of what your original question was. But. No, I, th- I think it's, uh, you, you mentioned P2 and um, we had, um, uh, we were interviewing Gary last time and he sort of gave us an insight of how, extensive that p2 um archive has become over all the years and and how important it is to uh, incredible you know, for, for anybody so if you step in today you, you can go back 10 years and see where 10 years is totally we built this incredible knowledge base just as like a byproduct of the way that we work you know and and, and i guess where i was going with that is you know as you're again as a as a uh, someone who's sort of early in their tenure at automatic it just affords you the ability to see like where you know where could i go here right and then you know, if you wanted to sort of start contributing to some of those projects and, you know, add, adding your thoughts on P2 and comments or whether it's, you know, writing code and contributing more directly, you know, there's no, we don't set hard like lines or uh, sort of guardrails around work here, right? Again, if you're like, if you have interest in a, in a project uh, or initiative or whatever it is, then like, we're happy to have you, right? So that's what I mean by that kind of open source approach to even how we work internally here. It's also, you know, just in a, in a kind of, again, hyper growth environment. And we run a lot of just different businesses, you know, different customer segments, enterprise, VIP, small businesses, you know, developers and agencies, 
advertising businesses through Tumblr and Word ads, right? We've just got a lot going on here and smaller businesses that we're incubating in our other bets divisions, kind of our R&D or labs division. Anyway, so that just also creates a, a, a lot of opportunity for people to um, to grow and, and again, find something here that really suits their interests and whatever motivates them. Do you, do you lead, um, you know, as, as a CEO, do you find yourself leading right from the front or sort of more from the back where you, you encourage the teams to do their thing and sort of make it work? Or do you set out a very clear vision daily, weekly, monthly, annually um, of this is where I want to go based on this research? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. Uh, I've been increasingly, you know, my son over the last year and a half or so has transitioned from Cub Scouts to Boy Scouts. And I don't know if this is uh, if familiar to you all or your audience at all, but they talk a lot about being sort of, you know, uh, sort of scout leader led, right? And now it's as they tra- in, in Cub Scouts and as they move into Boy Scouts, they're a little bit older. And now the boys lead the troop and the, sc- and the leaders are sort of following, right? And um, so that's that sort of metaphor, I guess, has been very much on my mind as Wu has been growing, we've been building out our leadership team a bit more. Um, certainly, you know, again, it's important to be sort of setting a vision and a high level direction for the team. But again, we really want to build that autonomy. So it's, you know, we want to ensure everybody's heading in the right direction, but how we get there is very much um, for our teams to define. One of the things that I did uh, when, when I was a leader was, you know, very much to uh, focus on empowering the, the teams under me and removing impediments that were in their way. Like that type of servant leadership is, is a huge part of who I am. And I, I see a lot of that in, uh, in you and in how, uh, the, the team at automatic and, and at WooCommerce works as well. So it's, it's very cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely try to embody that here. And I think that just makes for good work, right? People want to know, and yeah, you create the space for new leaders to emerge and, you know, I think we've all been in a room where, you know, you're sort of the most senior person or the leader in the room and you could gotta kind of get a sense that people are disagreeing with you, but people are maybe a little afraid to stick their neck out and say it, right? So we try to create an environment where we like love disagreement, right? And that again, that it's like it doesn't matter where you sit in the organization. We very much operate as, you know, I think people get confused. We talk a lot about how automatic is a, a flat company or a flat organization. And certainly we have our hierarchies, right? I, I report to Matt, people report to me, people report to them. And it, you know, that just sort of helps uh, from a kind of a focus standpoint, right? And like, it just makes it a little bit more obvious of how decisions get made. But at the end of the day, like you should operate in a very flat way, right? So if someone who, you know, reports to somebody who, you know, does not, you know, it's in a different division at automatic, or it's not like they have to go up through their boss who can talk to me and then back down or something. It's like, that's silly, right? So we should just all sort of put some of the, the like that kind of, I don't know, baggage to the side and just like do the work that we need to do. And again, whether that's disagreeing with each other or whatever it is, I don't know, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of the culture that we try to create here. Um, community. So community is, uh, is a really important part for, for WordPress. Um, I've been doing a lot of uh, WooCommerce meetups myself. I know you try to expand the, the, the audience. It's, it's sort of ups and downs purely because of the, the different lockdowns in different countries. How important do you think that the, the, the WooCommerce is to drive the popularity but also the success of uh, of WooCommerce. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, you know, the the community generally, I think, particularly like the developer agency sort of freelancer community that bring WooCommerce stores online, right? That's a, a big part of helping realize the vision of Woo. You know, we tell people you can, uh, and certainly the platform affords the ability to do anything with WooCommerce, right? But that's not accessible to everybody. You know, you you often need a developer to help 
like realize your vision, right? And certainly a lot of the work that we're doing, leveraging things like full site editing and Gutenberg is to kind of close that gap. But, you know, it's still kind of hard to build a store, even if you're, it's a proprietary turnkey kind of offering, making decisions around like what shipping policies you're going to support, right? Or who is the best payments provider for exactly what you're trying to do? Those are kind of, you know, if you're, again, if you don't live and breathe this stuff, those are hard decisions to navigate. So we always see, you know, while we're, always focused on improving the, again, like usability and accessibility and just how how intuitive our user experience is. That's not intended to erode sort of the role that experts play in our our ecosystem as well, right? And so I mentioned earlier, like, uh, you know, we've had this Woo Experts program that we've run for many years and has been in a little bit of like maintenance mode, sort of hit, you know, hiatus for a little while as we've been rethinking how that should work. And, you know, well, no announcements to make today, but certainly as we come into 2022, you'll see a lot of activity there around just better embracing the developer community and working much more closely together and providing better like trainings and better documentation and, and opportunities for like um, sort of better commercial relationships with, with WooCommerce as well. And, you know, I'm over indexing on agencies because that's just been a topic of, of conversation here quite a bit over the last few months. And again, I think will be a big part of, of the next year for us. Um, but also just sort of the broader ecosystem. You know, I think I, I didn't answer this question earlier, but as we think about like a sort of expansion, right. The, and where, where we go next, the, um, one of the really great things about being part of this huge open source ecosystem is that we don't, you know, we're able to punch above our weight and only be 350 people, you know, but still competing with companies that are 10 times the size of us uh, because of that open source strength, right? Not only what we get through WordPress and, and the contributions there and direct contributions to WooCommerce itself, but also people building amazing extensions and apps and themes for WooCommerce that, you know, again, we just don't have the capabilities to do all of that ourselves. So that's just a, a again, just a huge benefit to being part of the Woo ecosystem and why we really are investing not just in agencies, but the overall kind of community um, as well. We have a number of openings for developer advocates and, uh, and community folks at the moment. Well, and the other thing that I think is really interesting there is you, you mentioned that WooCommerce uh, likes to dog food you know, and and the and automatic as a whole likes to, and I see WooCommerce turning to the very resources that they push forward for other people to use. That's right. When there's a need for additional resourcing that isn't internal. Yeah, we work with a number of like the top WordPress agencies to you know to augment what our teams are doing. And, you know, it's been particularly around uh, like engineer hiring, recruiting over the last, I mean, we're not the only company, but over the last, you know, year, 18 months through COVID has been, you know, just, it's been really hard and we've wanted to grow the team a lot more than we've been able to do. Right. And we're in great shape now and uh, uh, certainly, but, you know, six, 12, 18 months ago, it was a, it was, you know, I think we were having challenges reconciling all of the great work that we want to do to support our community, particularly through again, COVID and this really stressful, you know, time in people's lives. And anyway, you know, working with some of the, uh, our friends in the WordPress community has been really great, right? We get not just like an opportunity to help accelerate what we're trying to do and help small businesses, but also, you know, just bring in folks who have like a, maybe a, a bit of a different perspective from this team. So it's been great to get kind of some of those insights as well. Do you think there'll be a return after WooConf? I know you've run that a number of years. Yeah, I'd love to, you know, I, uh, 
We haven't, uh, we actually just brought on a new chief marketing officer, our first chief marketing officer, um, or at least since uh, my time leading Woo. And, um, uh, you know, I think one of the big things that are very much on our mind is just how to drive better awareness for WooCommerce. I think, you know, again, there, it's such a, frankly, kind of bizarre juxtaposition of the role that WooCommerce plays. Over $30 billion will, will run through this platform this year. Um, you know, 3 million stores out there using the platform and having great success with it. Most popular e-commerce platform. That's an amazing figures. That's that's fantastic. Thirty. Billion. It's incredible, I mean, right? Sink, let us sink in, yeah. And that's fifty percent growth nearly from last year. Like just a, which was itself an incredible year, right? With uh, just as the, a result of, of the tailwinds from COVID. So, just you know, a tremendous presence that this platform has. And but if you're not in e-commerce or maybe fintech or certainly in, in the WordPress community, you haven't heard of it in many ways, right? So I think there's just also a very big opportunity for all of us who work on Woo that as we invest in just driving better awareness for this platform, um, I think that also creates a lot of opportunity for this ecosystem, you know, not just yeah. for us as a platform, but agencies and hosts and, you know, extension developers and everything in between. I remember, um, I think it was Yop who uh, went to a, a WooCommerce conference, no, sorry, not WooCommerce, uh, back your pardon, an e-commerce fair, I, I believe it was in Belgium, Mm. being asked who do you work for you know and this is only maybe last year or two years ago uh woocommerce and few people heard of it and i had very much the similar sort of uh, experience maybe three four years ago woocommerce has been sort of under the radar but i do see that in the last few years that a lot of big enterprises like um, those who provide services within e-commerce now want to connect with woocommerce they want to be part of this winning formula and to be seen as part of that that's right. And, but I think where we need to drive better awareness is of the, mer you know, into the merchant community itself. And I think, you know, out into the developer community outside of, of WordPress. But I think, again, I, it just represents a, a lot of opportunity for us. And I guess just to, to circle back to the question, I would very much love to do a WooConf. I was only able to go to one in my time and working on Woo, and it was fantastic. And I think, you know, this is just such a passionate community of people, um, you know, we try and do some stuff online, but it's just, it's hard to replicate that like experience of being together with, you know, hundreds of other people that are, you know, focused on, on commerce and, you know, but also we're like, we share that mission around democratizing commerce as well. Um, I'm curious. Um, I mean, you, you said you've got a son probably now coming to an age where he starts to be interested in, and also computers and maybe yeah. installing his first own uh, WooCommerce store. Is that something you, you practically working with, uh, with him? I've got sons myself on a similar sort of age and it's, it's fantastic to, uh, you know, to go back to, back to basics and surprisingly, just going through the whole process, how, how things have changed, but also it gets you, it gives you really good insight of, um, you know, what, what you're building and what, what you're experiencing through different, uh, different views or different eyes. Totally. That's been one of the hardest things for me in operating Woo has been like, uh, I, I don't have a great reason today to use WooCommerce as a platform in my own personal life, right? I don't run a store and I, you know, I've been trying to kind of figure out what is that thing that I could run on the side that would actually like connect with people and where I would sell something not to make money, but so I can actually walk in the shoes of a merchant, right? And, and have that empathy and, and again, just kind of better experience our platform and and where we need to improve. And I haven't quite hooked on that idea yet. <laughs> but my son, actually, he's taken a bit of a different direction, very into gaming. And he's been building a lot of, he's learning, I think, is it Lua? that uh, He builds a lot of Roblox games. And so that's been exciting to watch. But my daughter, Maggie, is 10. And she's very into, she's like where he's kind of the, 
the you know the geek in the family like me uh she is very like uh into building like crafts and art projects and stuff so we've been talking about setting up uh, a store for her to sell some of the things that she makes so uh, i think that will be my first like woocommerce dog fooding project i of course have like dozens of test stores set up right but it's very different when there's a real customer and real dollars exchanged I see a theme here because I, there are so many people I've spoken to in this, in this ecosystem that have kids and start to dabble with, uh, with WooCommerce and some a bit more serious than others. But there are yeah. a lot of lessons that can be learned from, uh, well, first of all, teaching kids. And surprisingly, how easy they, they take on um, uh, Gutenberg and using blocks, block editor as if there's never been an issue. So Yeah, that's great. That's interesting to, to see. Um, but yeah, whether that's, uh, you know, you have the, the kids, uh, WordPress, uh, WordCamps, whether there's a, there's a, an education side of, uh, teaching kids on uh, commerce and building a living online. It's, uh, it's, it's something very interesting. And that's again, one of the really great things that the community has, has brought to bear, right? Is that I think we've, we've got a, a lot to do to just sort of build out some of that those kind of tutorials and help for people right and i think that's like a role that the community has just played so well and just for wordpress generally right you can hit google and something you know type in something about wordpress and you're probably going to find an answer to it and i think that is just like such a a, just a huge part of being part of this ecosystem yeah because like the the kids and probably your kids have a similar sort of um they have to learn to cook in school and use you know you know resistant materials but Really, yeah. they should be learning e-commerce. I would think so. And it's actually, I didn't intend to come here and talk about scouts so much, but my, my daughter's a Girl Scout as well. And a big part of, you know, why they sell the cookies and stuff, right? A big part of the, the theme of Girl Scouts is entrepreneurship, right? So, and maybe there's a partnership there we can do, we and, and the Girl Scouts, create some training programs for, for all these girls. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, have you got sort of a, a final thought question uh, to share with Paul? You know, um, just that it, it is really cool to see everything happening, and I'm often surprised by the things that uh, that come out. Uh, but I'm always behind them, and it's very, uh, very neat to see the growth. So, one last thing is maybe rotations through the WordPress swag store are a good idea in the uh, the support rotations. That's a yeah, that's a good point. We should uh, we could do more of that. That's a good idea. Yeah. So, um, what what Zach mentioned as well is is part being part of this ecosystem, and you know, it's no secret we you know working as years so sometimes we opposite ends, but also in the past we've yeah. we've learned to start to collaborate, and I think that there's a lot more uh, in in the pipeline on that, and having that that open source and and open conversation as as part of this um, you know community is is really quite special, and it's something I I, I take great pride in and wants to want to make sure that we keep that going for many years because uh, i think that that's what makes woocommerce totally special to any other uh commerce platform i agree yeah we, we try to like truly embrace being open right not just from like a obviously core technology standpoint and being open source but in the way that we approach partnerships and working with other you know companies around the ecosystem because at the end of the day like if we're all fighting amongst ourselves and the, all the proprietary proprietary platforms are going to win, right? We'll be distracted over here. And, you know, the, the much bigger opportunity is us working together to, again, help preserve a free and open internet and erode this sort of, you know, stranglehold that many proprietary platforms have over like really key elements of the web. So that's very much, you know, how we operate here. And I think you'll see a lot more of that into the future. That's, a, uh, that's probably a really nice uh, way to, to, to end this um uh, podcast um paul if people want to get in touch with you what's the easiest way 
Yeah, sure. Uh, and please do. I'm on Twitter at P Majorana. That's P-M-A-I-O-R-A-N-A. Or my email address is just PM at automatic.com. And I'd love to hear from folks. Well, thank you all very much for, for your time. Thanks, guys. Hey everyone, Bob WP here. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. I'd like to give one more shout out to our two pod friends. Find the best WordPress and Woo tutorials over on OSTraining.com. And don't miss the Black Friday sale on all managed hosting at Nexus.net. And of course, you can always stay on top of all of our episodes by subscribing to your favorite pod app. So until the next time, keep on doing the Woo. Woo.